I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I've developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. In today's reading, we'll be looking at Jeremiah chapters 46 through 48. First of all, we have a prophecy against Egypt in Jeremiah chapter 46. The word of the Lord which came to Jeremiah the prophet against the Gentiles, against Egypt, against the army of Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, which was by the river Euphrates in Carchemish, which Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, smote in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah. Order ye the buckler and shield, and draw near to battle. Harness the horses, and get up, ye horsemen, and stand forth with your helmets. Furbish the spirit, and put on the brigandines. Wherefore have I seen them dismayed, and turned away back? And their mighty ones are beaten down, and are fled space, and look not back. For fear was round about, saith the Lord. Let not the swift flee away, nor the mighty man escape. They shall stumble and fall toward the north by the river Euphrates. Who is this that cometh up as a flood, whose waters are moved as the rivers? Egypt riseth up like a flood, and his waters are moved like the rivers. And he saith, I will go up, and I will cover the earth, and I will destroy the city and the inhabitants thereof. Come up, ye horses, and rage, ye chariots, and let the mighty men come forth, the Ethiopians and the Libyans that handle the shield, and the Lydians that handle and bend the bow. For this is the day of the Lord of hosts, a day of vengeance, that he may avenge him of his adversaries, and the sword shall devour, and it shall be satiate, and made drunk with their blood. For the Lord God of hosts hath a sacrifice in the north country of the river Euphrates. Go up into Gilead, and take balm, O virgin, the daughter of Egypt. In vain shalt thou use many medicines, for thou shalt not be cured. The nations have heard of thy shame, and thy cry hath filled the land, for the mighty man hath stumbled against the mighty, and they are fallen both together. The word that the Lord spake to Jeremiah the prophet, how Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, should come and smite the land of Egypt. Declare ye in Egypt, and publish in Migdal, and publish in Noph, and Top, and Hes. Say ye, stand fast, and prepare thee, for the sword shall devour round about thee. Why are the valiant men swept away? They stood not, because the Lord did drive them. He made many to fall, yea, one fell upon another. And they said, Arise, and let us go again to our own people, and to the land of our nativity from the oppressing sword. They did cry there, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, is but a voice. He hath passed the time appointed. As I live, saith the king, whose name is the Lord of hosts, surely as Tabor is among the mountains, and as Carmel by the sea, so shall he come. O thou daughter dwelling in Egypt, furnish thyself to go into captivity, for Noph shall be waste and desolate without an inhabitant. Egypt is like a very fair heifer, but destruction cometh, it cometh out of the north. Also her hired men are in the midst of her like fatted bullocks, for they also are turned back and are fled away together. They did not stand, because the day of their calamity was come upon them, and the time of their visitation. The voice thereof shall go like a serpent, for they shall march with an army and come against her with axes, 
as hewers of wood. They shall cut down her forest, saith the Lord, though it cannot be searched, because they are more than the grasshoppers and are innumerable. The daughter of Egypt shall be confounded. She shall be delivered into the hand of the people of the north. The Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, saith, Behold, I will punish the multitude of Noah and Pharaoh and Egypt with their gods and their kings, even Pharaoh and all them that trust in him. And I will deliver them into the hand of those that seek their lives and into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and into the hand of his servants. And afterward it shall be inhabited as in the days of old, saith the Lord. But fear not thou, O my servant Jacob, and be not dismayed, O Israel, for behold, I will save thee from afar off, and thy seed from the land of their captivity, and Jacob shall return, and be in rest and ease, and none shall make him afraid. Fear thou not, O Jacob, my servant, saith the Lord, for I am with thee. I will make a full end of all the nations whither I have driven thee, but I will not make a full end of thee, but correct thee in measure, Yet will I not leave thee wholly unpunished. Let me remind you again that Jeremiah is not written chronologically, since we've already seen the leaders of Judah running to Egypt after the fall of Jerusalem and the assassination of Gedaliah in chapter 41. One might assume that Jeremiah is, a prophesying, is prophesying in that context. Actually, the ransacking of Egypt by the Babylonians didn't really take place until 568 B.C., but the event described here in chapter 46 is the defeat of Pharaoh Necho, which took place in 604 B.C. by the Babylonian army. This is the same Pharaoh that had attacked and killed Josiah in 608 B.C., the Battle of Carchemish in 605-604 around that time took place up in Syria near the Euphrates River. Egypt was aligned with Assyria at that time, and they both were trying to thwart the expanding Babylonian Empire. Nebuchadnezzar soundly defeated the Egyptian and the Assyrian armies there. So to add perspective, Necho's army was defeated in 604 BC on foreign soil. But Babylon did not actually invade Egypt at that time. That did not happen until 568 BC. Jeremiah's prophecy of Jeremiah 44 concerns the events of 568 B.C., after the remnant of Judah had fled to Egypt for safety. This prophecy, however, against Egypt in this chapter, chapter 46, concerns Necho's loss to Nebuchadnezzar in 604 B.C., which was prophesied by Jeremiah during the reign of Josiah. The prophecy here ends with an encouraging word of return and restoration to the Jews who had been scattered the previous year, that was 605 B.C. We see that promise in verses 27 and 28. But fear not thou, O my servant Jacob, and be not dismayed, O Israel, for behold, I will save thee from afar off and thy seed from the land of their captivity. And Jacob shall return and be in rest and at ease, and none shall make him afraid. Fear thou not, O Jacob, my servant, saith the Lord, for I am with thee, for I will make a full end of all nations whither I have driven thee. But I will not make a full end of thee, but correct thee in measure, yet will I not leave thee wholly unpunished. Now this prophecy promises Israel's future return to their homeland after the Babylonian exile, which began in 605 B.C., 
the deported Jews did in fact return to Jerusalem in 535 B.C., and we see that in Ezra chapter 1. You will notice in verse 28 another promise that God makes. He says he'll make a full end of all nations whither I have driven thee. That's kind of bad news for Babylon. The Medo-Persian army will be coming in the not-too-distant future to give them their just due. That takes us to Jeremiah chapter 47. We see in this chapter that Gaza has always been a hot spot. Beginning with verse 1, The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet against the Philistines before that Pharaoh smote Gaza. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, waters rise up out of the north, and shall be an overflowing flood, and shall overflow the land, and all that is therein. The city and them that dwell therein, then the men shall cry, and all the inhabitants of the land shall howl. At the noise of the stamping of the hoofs of his horses, at the rushing of his chariots, and the rumbling of his wheels, the fathers shall not look back to their children for feebleness of hands. Because of the day that cometh to spoil all the Philistines, and to cut off from Tyrus and Zidon every helper that remaineth, for the Lord will spoil the Philistines, the remnant of the country of Kaphtor. Baldness has come upon Gaza. Ashkelon is cut off with the remnant of their valley. How long wilt thou cut thyself? O thou sword of the Lord, how long will it be ere thou be quiet? Put up thyself unto thy scabbard, rest and be still. How can it be quiet, seeing the Lord hath given it to a charge against Ashkelon, and against the seashore? There he hath appointed it. It's just interesting how Gaza is still today a hot spot for violence in the Middle East. Why? Well, it's location, location, location. It just happens to be prime real estate on a major highway, so to speak, located right there in the southwest Israel on the Mediterranean Sea. If you're headed down to Egypt, you're probably going to choose to pass through Gaza to get there. We simply don't know when Gaza was overrun by Pharaoh of Egypt. We aren't told in this prophecy which Pharaoh. Perhaps this prophecy was fulfilled when Pharaoh Necho would have passed through on his way to Carchemish in 609 B.C. That's the same time at which Josiah resisted Necho and was subsequently killed in 2 Kings 23, verses 29 and 30. After Necho's defeat in Carchemish, chapter 46, he would have passed through Gaza on his way back home. Perhaps little Gaza served as a consolation prize after his defeat by the massive Babylonian army in 605 B.C. Or it could have been neither of these occasions. All we know is that it happened at the hand of the Egyptians. Since Judah's two kings following Josiah, that was Jehoahaz and Jehoiakim and 2 Kings 24 and 2 Chronicles 36, says they were both victimized and abused by Pharaoh Necho. This prophecy against Gaza was surely fulfilled during that time frame. Then in chapter 48, we have a prophecy against Moab. Verse 1, Against Moab, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Woe unto Nebo, for it is spoiled. Periathaim is confounded and taken. Mizgab is confounded and dismayed. There shall be no more praise of Moab and Heshbon. They have devised evil against it. Come and let us cut it off from being a nation. Also shalt thou be cut down. O madmen, the sword shall pursue thee. A voice of crying shall be from Horonaim, spoiling and great destruction. 
Moab has destroyed her little ones, having caused a cry to be heard. For in the going up of Luith, continual weeping shall go up. For in the going down of Harnaim, the enemies have heard a cry of destruction. Flee, save your lives, and be like the heath in the wilderness. For because thou hast trusted in thy works and in thy treasures, thou shalt also be taken, and Chemosh shall go forth into captivity with this priest and his princes together. And the spoiler shall come upon every city, and no city shall escape. The valley also shall perish, and the plain shall be destroyed, as the Lord hath spoken. Give wings unto Moab, that it may flee and get away. For the cities thereof shall be desolate, without a need to dwell therein. Cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully, and cursed be he that keepeth back his sword from blood. Moab hath been at ease from his youth, and he hath settled on his lease, and hath not been emptied from vessel to vessel, neither hath he gone into captivity. Therefore his taste remained in him, and his sense is not changed. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will send unto him wanderers, that they shall cause him to wander, and shall empty his vessels and break their bottles. And Moab shall be ashamed of Chemosh, as the house of Israel was ashamed of Bethel, their confidence. How say ye, we are mighty and strong men for the war? Moab is spoiled and gone out of her cities, and his chosen young men are gone down to the slaughter, saith the king whose name is the Lord of hosts. The calamity of Moab is near to come, and his affliction hasteth fast. And ye are about him, bemoan him, and all ye that know his name say, How is the strong staff broken, and the beautiful rod? Thou daughter that dost inhabit divan, come down from thy glory, and sit in thirst. For the spoiler of Moab shall come upon thee, and he shall destroy thy strongholds. O inhabitant of Aurora, stand by the way and speak, and ask him that fleeth, and her that escapeth, and say, What is done? Moab is confounded, for it is broken down. Howl and cry, tell ye it in Arnon, that Moab is spoiled. And judgment is come upon the plain country, upon Halan, and upon Jehazah, and upon Mephaoth, and upon Devan, and upon Nebo, and upon beth Diblathaim and Kirathaim, and upon Beth-Gamul, and upon Beth-Maon, and upon Kirioth, and upon Basra, and upon all the cities of the land of Moab, far or near. The horn of Moab is cut off, and his arm is broken, saith the Lord. Make ye him drunken, for he magnified himself against the Lord. Moab also shall wallow in his vomit, and he also shall be in derision. For was not Israel a derision unto thee? Was he found among thieves? For since thou spakest of him, thou skippest for joy. O ye that dwell in Moab, leave the cities and dwell on the rock, and be like the dove that maketh her nest in the sides of the hole's mouth. We have heard of the pride of Moab, his exceeding proud, his loftiness, and his arrogancy, and his pride, and the haughtiness of his heart. I know his wrath, saith the Lord, but it shall not be so. His lies shall not so affect it. Therefore will I howl for Moab, and will cry out for all Moab, and mine heart shall mourn for the men of Kirharis. O vine of Sibma, I will weep for thee with the weeping of Jazer. The plants are gone over the sea, they reach even to the sea of Jazer. 
the spoiler is fallen, and upon the summer fruits, and upon thy vintage. And joy and gladness is taken from the plentiful field, and from the land of Moab, and I have caused wine to fail from the winepress. None shall tread with shouting. Their shouting shall be no shouting. From the cry of Heshbon, even unto Elielah, even unto Jahaz, they have uttered their voice from Zoar, even unto Horonaim, as an heifer of three years old, for the waters also of Nimrim shall be desolate. Moreover, I will cause to cease in Moab, saith the Lord, him that offereth in the high places, and him that burneth incense to his gods. Therefore, mine heart shall sound from Moab like pipes, and mine heart shall sound like pipes for the men of Kaharis, because the riches that he hath gotten are perished. For every head shall be bald, and every beard clipped, and upon all the hands shall be cuttings, and upon the loins sackcloth. There shall be lamentation generally upon all the housetops of Moab, and in the streets thereof. For I have broken down Moab like a vessel wherein is no pleasure, saith the Lord. They shall howl, saying, How is it broken down? How hath Moab turned the back with shame? So shall Moab be a derision and a dismaying to all them about him. For thus saith the Lord, Behold, he shall fly as an eagle, and shall spread his wings over Moab. Kerioth is taken, and the strongholds are surprised, and the mighty men's hearts in Moab at that day shall be as the heart of a woman in her pangs. And Moab shall be destroyed from being a people, because he hath magnified himself against the Lord. Fear and the pit and the snare shall be upon thee, O inhabitant of Moab, saith the Lord. He that fleeth from the fear shall fall into the pit, and he that getteth up out of the pit shall be taken in the snare. For I will bring upon it, even upon Moab, the year of their visitation, saith the Lord. They that fled stood under the shadow of Heshbon because of the force, but a fire shall come forth out of Heshbon, and a flame from the midst of Sahan, and shall devour the corner of Moab, and the crown of the head of the tumultuous ones. Woe be unto thee, O Moab! people of Chemosh perisheth, for thy sons are taken captives, and thy daughters captives. Yet will I bring again the captivity of Moab in the latter days, saith the Lord. Thus far is the judgment of Moab. Here's a prophecy concerning the destruction of the Moabites. Moab was the land just east of the Jordan River, just above Edom and below Ammon. Nebuchadnezzar conquered that whole region. Notice verse 42 where it says, And Moab shall be destroyed from being a people, because he hath magnified himself against the Lord. There are no people today known as Moabites, just Arabians. However, it is interesting to see the millennial promise to the Moabites in verse 47. It says, Yet will I bring again the captivity of Moab in the latter days, saith the Lord. Thus far is the judgment of Moab. After all, Ruth, the most famous Moabite, she was David's grandmother. We see in this verse that during the reign of the Messiah, those latter days, the millennium, a remnant will emerge once again establishing the presence of the Moabites. You will notice that the Moabite god Chemosh gets uh, mentioned three times in this chapter in verses 7, 13, and 46. Chemos is mentioned altogether eight times in the Old Testament. Solomon actually had allowed an altar to Chemosh to be erected during his reign right there on the Temple Mount. Chemosh, according to extra-biblical sources, was a fish-looking god 
ugly, ugly, ugly. Special emphasis is made in this chapter that Chemosh will fail them. What else would you expect from the God of seafood? And that's the end of our reading for today. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Faith Bible Church, Paul Walker. Thank you.